the Lord inhabits our praise. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel chapter 14. And we're going to begin reading from the 24th verse. 1 Samuel 14, beginning with verse 24, the word of the Lord says this, The men of Israel were distressed that day, for Saul had adjured the people, saying, Cursed be the man that eateth any food until evening, that I may be avenged on mine enemies. So none of the people tasted any food. And all they of the land came to a wood, and there was honey upon the ground. And when the people were coming to the wood, behold, the honey dropped. But no man put his hand to his mouth, for the people feared the oath. But Jonathan heard not when his father charged the people with the oath. Wherefore he put forth the end of the rod that was in his hand and dipped it in a honeycomb and put his hand to his mouth and his eyes were enlightened. Hallelujah. Then answered one of the people and said, Thy father straightly charged the people with an oath, saying, Cursed be the man that eateth any food this day. And the people were faint. Then said Jonathan, My father hath troubled the land. See, I pray you, how mine eyes have been enlightened, because I tasted a little of this honey. How much more, if haply the people had been eaten freely today of the spoil of their enemies, which they found, for had there not been now a much greater slaughter among the Philistines. And they smote the Philistines that day from Mishmash to Ajalon, and the people were very faint. By the help of God, I would like to preach to you this morning on the subject, a land that flows with honey. A land that flows with honey. We lift up our voice one more time and ask his blessing upon the word today. God, we thank you for the gathering of your people, and we thank you, Lord, for the word of God that is strength to our soul that brings to us healing and salvation i pray today that your word will go forth with power with virtue with fervor with boldness with love i pray in jesus name that we will receive it into our hearts and grow by it and be blessed by it we thank you and we give you praise in jesus name we pray and the church said in jesus name amen and everybody said amen amen you may be seated in the name of the lord We're reading about a man by the name of Jonathan. Let me take a moment and tell you about who Jonathan is. Jonathan is known from this story we see that he is the son of King Saul. King Saul was the first king of Israel. And he was anointed by God. He was anointed by the prophet Samuel. But... Saul was not God's first choice. He was, he was the people, result of the people's decision that they wanted a king. God did provide them with a king, and that king turned out to be King Saul. And God anointed him. Saul proceeded, as we know from the word of the Lord, to do some things that were very good. But he also rebelled against the Lord, and he disobeyed the Lord, and he doubted the Lord, and he, he eventually had the kingdom taken from him. He had an opportunity for the kingdom to be his forever. The Lord was willing to establish his throne forever. But because of Saul's disobedience, 
and his doubt, God had rejected him from being king over Israel. Saul had this tendency to act in haste, to indulge his own desires, to not be temperate. And, and this, was, this was the flaw, the many flaws of, of King Saul. And here we see Jonathan. Not only was he the son of King Saul, but he was also perhaps even better known for being the best friend to King David. Now, King David was, of course, the man after God's own heart. King David was the sweet psalmist of Israel. King David was a prophet of God, and he is, he is really the king that set the standard for Israel and for all that would follow. Any king that did righteously, it would be said of them that he walked in the ways of David, his father. And this is King David. He was the very best friend of Jonathan. It, this was very interesting because the kingdom of Saul would have transferred automatically to Jonathan. Yet Jonathan had such a great and deep admiration for David that he did not mind that David would become king. He did not mind that David was anointed by Samuel eventually. He did not mind that, that David was was certainly, as the more he was promoted, the, the more popularity he developed. None of that mattered to Jonathan. He was more about God's kingdom than his own kingdom. That says something about him. He was, like David, a skilled and mighty warrior. As a matter of fact, this passage of Scripture that we read today comes on the heels of a series of battles that Jonathan was engaged in. Jonathan was a, a mighty warrior. And so was Saul. Jonathan successfully defended the city of Gibeah from the Philistine invasion. While Saul led troops in other places, Jonathan was trusted with thousands of troops. As a matter of fact, one of the great and famous battles of the scriptures occurred just prior to us taking our text at the beginning of 1 Samuel chapter 14, Jonathan and his armor bearer rose up against a garrison of 20 Philistines. Two men slew 20 Philistines. Now these Philistines were raiders, they were spoilers, they were, they were skilled soldiers, they were trained to kill. And Jonathan and his armor bearer defended the people of God against them, just the two of them. As a matter of fact, when a, when a minister goes into a service, often he has with him an armor bearer. And we, we get it from really this story, this, this, ancient, this ancient principle that when someone goes into battle, it, it requires more than just one. One can put a thousand to flight, but two can put ten thousand to flight. Two are better than one, the scripture says. And as a matter of fact, Jesus, when he sent out his, his followers, he sent them out two by two. Jonathan and his armor bearer slew this garrison of the Philistines. What a victory. This victory was so deeply felt by the Philistines that the Bible says there was a, there was a quaking of the earth. There was a trembling among the enemy. There there was, it, it put a dagger in the confidence of those Philistines who were coming to take the land away from Israel. 
They were unable to fathom how some of their most skilled warriors fell to two soldiers, Jonathan and his armor bearer. And when Jonathan said, we're going to go up and fight, if they call us to come up unto them, that will be our cue that we're to go up and the Lord will give them into our hand. And you know what the armor bearer said? The armor bearer said, do all that is in thine heart. I am with thee. Thank God. Thank God for the spirit of the armor bearer. That's how the people of God succeed. When the vision of the Lord comes and the armor bearer says, do all that is in your heart, I'm with you. When, when the people of God come into unity in that fashion, God gives the victory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jonathan and his armor bearer rose up on those 20 Philistines, slew them, and it caused a great trembling among the Philistines. It caused a great trembling among the spoilers. It caused a great trembling among the enemies of Israel. But while this was occurring, Jonathan and his armor bearer fighting this lone battle. See, Saul, the king, did not know they were fighting this battle. In the meantime, he was numbering the people that he had with him, his soldiers. To know as he went into battle how many he had with him. Jonathan and his armor bearer were not in that number. They missed the whole interaction that Saul had with his soldiers on that day. And they missed a vital bit of information. The bit of information they received and, or missed was that Saul forbade any of his soldiers to eat anything on that day. They were... They were battle-ridden, battle-sore, going into more battles. And Saul issues an unreasonable edict. You cannot eat anything on this day. Now the Bible lets us know that Saul wanted to avenge his adversaries. He was hungry to win. He was ready to conquer. It was all about him Maintaining his dignity as the leader of Israel. And he didn't want to risk losing this battle. Didn't care about the human needs of the people that were fighting for him. But instead said, you're going to go into this battle and I don't want anybody to eat anything at all. Because I want to win this fight. It was unreasonable. It wasn't, it wasn't rational. The men went forward to fight. Saul said, if somebody does, they'll be put to death. Cursed be those who eat of this, of eat of any food. And, and so Saul sent forth this edict. Jonathan didn't hear it. Jonathan didn't know it. Jonathan was out slaying, slaying enemies of Israel. But the rest of the men of Israel knew it. And the Bible said that they went forth to fight. And they went into a very great fight of the Philistines. And when they arrived... The Philistines were fighting each other. That was different. These were skilled soldiers. These were warriors who knew how to fight. They knew who their enemy was. And something had sent them into a disarray. I'm going to tell you, God knows how to confuse the enemy of our soul. He did it through the battle that Jonathan and the armor bearer had won. That victory sent shockwaves through the camp of the enemy. And they began to fight one another. Every man's sword was turned against each other as they fought. The Bible says there was a great discomfiture 
as they fought one another. And Israel strolled in and was able to wage war and fight this battle and win. And something mysterious, interesting happened. The Bible says that those who had, who had abandoned the Israeli cause joined the ranks of the Philistinian army. That they left that army and came back to the Lord's side. The Bible says that those that were hiding in the caves and those hiding in the rocks, the mountains, those that were hiding behind every ob obstacle they could find in order to ignore the battle that was being waged, they came out from their hiding and they joined the Lord's battle. Hallelujah. It was a great victory. The children of Israel were winning they were having victory. Victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. They were having victory. It was a beautiful thing, but, but there was a problem. They couldn't have anything to eat. They were forbidden to have anything to eat. They were forbidden to feed their bodies. So, so as they fought, they grew more and more weary. As they, as they waged war, they grew more and more faint. This unreasonable edict hung over their head as they tried to do what the Lord had anointed them and called them to do, defend the land that God had promised their fathers. And the Bible says that as they came forth out of that battle, they were moved over to another battle, another battle in Beth Haven. The enemy was coming in on all sides. The enemy was, was advancing from every which direction and they were fighting them off, garrison at a time. And, and they move over to Beth Haven where they're going to have another battle. And they're faint and they're weary and they're wore out. And as they make their way to Beth Haven, the Bible says they came into a wooded area and a miracle had taken place. There was honey all over the ground of that wooded area. There was honey dripping from the trees as they came into these woods. Honey that typically they would scoop up with their hand and feed themselves. Honey that would give them the necessary nutrients that they needed. Honey that would give them some kind of, a, of an antioxidant property that would fight off invading viruses and bacterium. But they were forbidden to have any access to it. Jonathan, who was not there for the edict, Jonathan, who was not there to hear the charge, Jonathan, who did not hear his father's unreasonable order, took his staff and dipped his staff into the honey and lifted it to his mouth, and he ate of the honey. And the moment that honey touched his mouth and he tasted of it, brought it into his body, began to feed himself upon the nutrients that God had undoubtedly provided. The Bible says that his eyes were enlightened. This means that he was refreshed. He was revived. He was rejuvenated. There was a surge that, that was within him immediately. He was ready to fight another battle. He was ready to go forth into what God had called him to do because he had tasted. The Bible said it wasn't a lot. It was just a little honey. But that shows you what a little bit of God's provision can do. Hallelujah. Somebody, as soon as he tasted it, somebody shouted out and said, You can't do that. Your father said nobody can have any honey. He said anybody that does will be cursed. Anybody that does will die. And Jonathan said, man, I wish he wouldn't have said that. He has troubled the land with this irrational edict. 
He has troubled the land with this unreasonable order. I wish he wouldn't have said that nobody can eat any honey because even though God is giving us the victory, he said, how much more victory could we have had if we had been able to taste of the honey that's sitting around here that God had provided? He said, look what happened to me. I was wore out before I entered these woods. Look what happened to me. I was limping when I walked into these woods. I had fought 20 men by myself and my armor bearer. I had fought battle after battle. The Philistines had advanced from all sides. I gave it everything I had. I left it all out on the battlefield. Blood, sweat, toil, and tears. And when I walked into these woods, God, who is a good God, my provider, my supplier of every need that I have, he brought honey, hallelujah. Where did it even come from? I don't know. But my God knows what I need. He knows where I am. He knows when I need it. He will provide it. He will provide it. I tasted a little of that honey, and my eyes were enlightened. My body was restored. My mind was refreshed. My boldness was renewed. I'm ready for another day. I'm ready for another battle. I wish there hadn't been a prohibition on food because the soldiers need it. I'm going to tell you something today. You need the provision of God. You need the provision that comes from the presence of the Lord. You need the sweetness of God's word. You need the sweetness of God's spirit. You need the sweetness, hallelujah, of God's presence. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Don't ever take for granted the, 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 the ability to be able to walk into the presence of the Most High God. God and enjoy hallelujah the provision of the Lord just to know that he's near and his hand is leading me let the tears fall down your face let your soul be restored as you're led beside still waters and laid down beside green pastures let God send a time of refreshing that will lift you up and fill you to overflowing Hallelujah. Do you love me, Peter? Do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Then feed my sheep. Uh, do you love me, Peter? You know that I love you, Lord. Then feed my sheep. Do you really love me, Peter? If you love me, then you'll understand my priority is to feed my people. Hallelujah. The Lord said in Psalm 81... He said, if they would have just obeyed me, if they would have just listened to me, if Israel would have just followed me, I would have fed them with the finest of the wheat. I would have fed them with the honey that is in the honeycomb. I would have fed them with honey that is in the rock. Hallelujah. Honey, let me tell you something. You never know where God will send the honey or where the honey will come from. Do you hear what I'm telling you? It can be honey in the honeycomb. It can be honey in the wooded areas. 
It can be honey in the rock. Oh, I wish I could preach it like I feel it. Samson, on his way back, on his way to see, hallelujah, Delilah. Glory to God. The Bible said that a lion met him. And when this lion met him on his way, on his journey, he fought with that lion. He struggled with that lion. Now, I know we talk about Samson killed the lion. And that's, that's good to talk about. He was strong. The Spirit of the Lord would come upon him. He was anointed of God. There was a vow that rests upon his life. Favor of God that rested upon him. And when the Spirit of the Lord would move, there was a strength that would come to him that had greater strength than anything that would confront him. This lion confronted him but had no power over him. But it does not negate the fact that there was a struggle. If you're here today and the lion is grappling with you... Fight on until you win. If you're here today and the lion is resisting you. And the lion is lying on you. Fight till you win. Struggle till you win. Don't let the pain of the moment make you feel like you're not going to have the victory. Fight till you have the victory. He laid that lion by the side of the road. And when he went on, the Bible says he came back. And when he came back, that lion was still there. But the difference was inside the carcass of that lion was a honeycomb. He was able to taste the sweetness of the honey. Later he would say, out of the eater came forth meat. And out of the strong came forth sweetness. You never know where God will provide the honey. He's going to give you honey though. He'll give you honey in the wooded areas. He'll give you honey out of the rock. He'll give you honey in the carcass of the very thing you thought was going to kill you. But God gave you strength to overcome. He'll give you honey. Honey, he'll give you sweetness. He'll satisfy your soul. Hallelujah. I'm trying to feed somebody today to let you know where you can find strength, where you can find satisfaction, where you can find the joy of the Lord. You will find it in the presence of God. You'll find it in the word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Go in there. Dip that staff into the honey. Go ahead and take of the honey that God has provided. Go ahead and nourish yourself in the presence of God. Go ahead and lift your hands and worship his name. Go ahead and receive the good word of the Lord. Nothing will satisfy your soul but the word of God. Nothing will purify your heart but the word of God. Nothing will make you clean but the word of God. In his presence there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. Jonathan came into this wooded area, but there was an edict in place. The edict in place said nobody can have any food. And there Jonathan is looking around. There's food everywhere. Soldiers that are weary. Soldiers that are faint. Soldiers that have been through battles more than enough on their way to another battle. And it's not that there's no food. There's food everywhere. But a selfish and indulgent king has said nobody can have any food. Never have I seen a time in my life, and you haven't either, where there has been such a deliberate war against people being in the presence of the Lord. 
In America, there is a war right now against the church of the living God. There's no question that the virus is real. And there's no question we need to take precaution against it. There's no question we need to protect one another and do what we can to look out for our fellow man. Continue to practice those kinds of guidelines. We ask you, it will be a blessing to everybody around you. But hear what I'm telling you. The enemy has taken this moment to exploit it for a thing they've been waiting to do for a long time. They want to shutter churches. They want to shut the doors to churches. They want to do it because of their own selfish indulgent ideas and their pride of their own life but I've come to tell somebody that honey came from heaven that supply came from God that provision came from the Lord it is a right you have from God to worship his holy name I said it's a right that comes from God. It's not a right that comes from government. It's a right that comes from God. Hallelujah. You think this is the first time government has tried to replace God? Let me introduce you to Nebuchadnezzar who built an image and commanded everybody to worship that image instead of worshiping God. You think this is the first time government tried to replace God? Let me introduce you to Pharaoh of Egypt. Let me introduce you to Belshazzar who became drunk in excess with the very vessels of God's temple. Over and over the scriptures are replete with one dictator and tyrant after another that has tried to replace God. But Isaiah the prophet said it. And we say it today. The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our king. The Lord is our lawgiver. And we. Had better thank God. That it is enshrined. In founding documents. That these are inalienable rights. That have been dowed upon us by our creator. Hallelujah. This modern day may not acknowledge his existence. But in the founding of this nation, his existence was acknowledged. And the church must continue to acknowledge it through our faithfulness, through our prayerfulness, through our prayer, through our fasting, through our worship, through our love one to another. Hallelujah. You can't expect people, hallelujah, to fight for your freedom. You've got to exhibit your own freedom. Hallelujah. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Hallelujah. Some people say, well, it doesn't matter if they shut the church down. Because in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, they were severely persecuted for their Christian faith. They were persecuted. They were imprisoned. They were beaten. They had stones cast against them. This is nothing new. I'm going to tell you something. I believe with all my heart the apostles would rebuke us for taking our freedom for granted. You think they wanted to be stoned? You think they wanted to be imprisoned? Paul said to Agrippa, I would that thou wert like me, altogether like me, except these bonds. Yes, Jesus endured the cross, but he despised the shame. Hear what I'm telling you. This freedom is a gift from God. It's not something we should cast aside. We've been made free by the blood of the Lamb. We've been made free by the word of our testimony. We've been made free by knowing the truth, and the truth has made us free. We stand today as a free people. God provides us his word. God provides us his spirit. Hallelujah. God provides us his presence.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And no king can take it from us. And no governor can take it from us. Nobody can take it from us. We belong to him. Yes, yes, yes. Hear what I'm telling you. Yes, we seek the peace of the land in which we dwell. No question about it. And we obey the laws of the land in which we dwell. But there does come a point, and the three Hebrew children showed us where the line is drawn. When you start telling me I have to worship a king over worshiping my God, when you start interfering with my worship, there's a greater law than any kind of an edict that exists. There's a greater law even in our own constitution. Don't interfere with our worship expression. Don't interfere with our religious freedom. Don't interfere with our devotion to God. Because we will not bow to that image. We're going to bow only to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You hear what I'm telling you? This land is a land that was founded upon the idea of people being free to taste the honey of freedom to worship God. Hallelujah. There's a spirit of communism in our land. It's an unclean spirit. It's a lying spirit. It's a lying spirit that tells people that you can have utopia. Just let us have all of your money and all of your possessions. And we will give you the utopia you seek. This is a lying spirit hatched out of hell. It is a demonic thing. It is not to be entertained by the people of God. The people of God must reject it. Hallelujah. God, one of his most beautiful and incredible promises to this people was a promise about owning land. The land will be yours. I will give you the land. It's a land that flows with milk and with honey. There's a spirit in our day that wants to take away private ownership. There's a spirit in our land that wants to take away people's ability to make ends meet on their own and to accumulate prosperity. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ. This is just a this is just a new age version of an old demonic bondage that the enemy tries to place upon people and we reject it in the name of Jesus Christ. You hear what I'm preaching to you today? In his presence there is fullness of joy. There's not some kind of a limit on how much joy you can have. Get all the joy you want. There's honey dropping from every tree. There's honey all over the ground. There's honey everywhere for you and your family. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's a land that flows with honey. That was the promise of God to the people of Israel. I will bring you to a land that flows with milk and with honey. Have you ever even heard of a place like that? Sound like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. I mean, a land that just flows with milk and with honey. And that land was under attack. That land was under assault. And the people of Israel did not stand by. They said we've got to defend the land that God has given us. And the scripture says that Jonathan rose up and destroyed the garrison of the Philistines. And the scripture says that Saul fought them at Mishmash. And Jonathan fought them at Gibeah. They fought. They held those cities. And when they were moving over to the battle at Beth Haven, Jonathan found honey. 
just like the promise said there would be, it would flow with honey. And he's walking through these woods and he's looking around saying, just as the scriptures declare, just as Abraham was told and Moses was told and our fathers before us were told, here it is. It's dripping from every tree. It's running like rivers through these woods. It's, it's all over the ground. Everywhere I look, I see honey, honey, honey. But somebody in their selfishness said, I can't even have a taste. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Get a hold of every bit of God's word you can. Hallelujah. You know what? You better, you better dust the dust off of this old book that you have on the coffee table. This old book that you have on the bookshelf. The pages of which that are so fine because they've not been opened nearly enough. You better get a hold of that old book. You don't know how much longer you'll have it with the kinds of things that we're watching unfold in our nation. But in the name of Jesus I will hide this word in my heart. In the name of Jesus I'm going to eat the honey that God has provided in the name of Jesus yes I'm going to shout I'm going to dance I'm going to worship I'm going to preach I'm going to teach I'm going to sing he said it would flow with honey and Jonathan said here it is when he tasted it his eyes were enlightened he came back to life he was weary, worn, sad, bruised, broken, battle-weary. But when he tasted just a little of that honey, it enlightened his eyes. And he, he rose up. He had a boost of confidence. He had a rush of boldness. He, 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 had a, he had a rejuvenation of his spirit. And he said, every one of you need to taste what I just tasted. Every one of you need to scoop your hand down into the honeycomb. Notice what Psalm 19 says. The scripture says the law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure. Enlightening the eyes. I want to tell you something. God has honey for you. And it will enlighten your eyes. It comes in the form of his commandments. His commandment is pure. And it enlightens your eyes. It emboldens you. It strengthens you. It recovers you from the last battle. And prepares you for the next battle. I don't know what battle you have going on in your home right now. But I've come to bring honey in the name of Jesus. Honey from the honeycomb. Home. Hallelujah. I don't know what battle awaits you this coming week, but I've come to bring the finest of the wheat, honey in the rock for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Notice what the Bible says. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are right. Hallelujah, they are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Sweeter 
Hallelujah, than honey and the honeycomb. The law of the Lord, the testimony of the Lord, the commandment of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the judgments of the Lord. Eat all of it you can. Taste and see. Hallelujah. That the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Hear what the proverb writer said. My son, eat thou honey because it's good. And the honeycomb which is sweet to thy taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul when thou hast found it. Then there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. You know, I think one of the most interesting scriptures is that Jesus, after he was resurrected, resurrected from the dead, raised to life again, Hallelujah. Overcame death. Overcame hell. Overcame the grave. Overcame the cross. Was obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. They pierced him through. They nailed him to an old rugged cross. And after all that. He rose from the dead. And in his resurrected body. A body that will never die. A body that will never grow old. A body that will never suffer sickness. The Bible said, he said, have you here any meat? They gave him broiled fish. And they gave him honey. Didn't even need it. He's in a resurrected body. Didn't need it to survive. He's alive forevermore. He's never going to die. He just wanted some broiled fish and honey. What am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you that food was not made for your survival. Mood was, food was made for your enjoyment. For your pleasure. It was a gift from God to you. In our fallen state, it has become necessary for survival. But in our resurrected state. It is for our pleasure. He didn't give you honey just so you could fight off invading bacterium and viruses. And No, no, he, he gave it to you because he loves you. And he wanted you to taste and see. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, taste and see. Taste all you can. This is a land where honey flows. This is a land where milk flows. This is a land where the finest of the wheat grows. This is a land where there's joy unspeakable and full of glory. This is a land of perfect love that casts out fear. But even when fear will no longer be present, there will still be perfect love. Not so it can cast out fear, but so you can enjoy his perfect love. Hallelujah. I wonder if somebody could lift their hand right now. And just say, Lord, here I am. There's honey in the rock for me. If there's honey in the rock. If there's honey in the rock. Hallelujah. 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 His words are sweeter than honey in the honeycomb. His commandment is pure. 
Hallelujah, enlightening the eyes. I want somebody that's been battle-worn, somebody that's been battle-broken. I want you to reach out to God right now and say, Lord, I'm here to taste of the goodness of your presence. I'm here to receive, Lord, of the provision of your great name. Lord, I'm here in the middle of my battle. The battle has moved over to Beth Haven. And I'm walking through a wooded area. I need a touch from God. I want you to reach out and get a touch from God right now. Stand to your feet with me. Reach out and get a touch from God all over this house. Hallelujah. 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 You know what? Just a little taste of honey will do it. Jonathan didn't say it was a lot. He said it was just a little taste of honey. And that little taste of honey enlightened my eyes. It emboldened my spirit. It prepared me for what is next. Some of you need to get prepared for what's coming. That's what you're here to do today. Those that are watching via live stream, right in your home, reach out to God. Lift up praise in your living room in the name of Jesus. Haya, in the name of Jesus. Those that are sick right now, reach out to God in the name of the Lord. Reach out to Him in Jesus' name. Ha, hallelujah. He's going to give you strength for this journey. He's going to give you strength for this battle. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless you in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Come on, is there anybody here that needs a taste of honey? Lift up your hands and, and call out unto God. Anybody here that needs a touch from the presence of the Lord? Lift up your hands and call unto God. Anybody here who needs refreshed in the presence of God? Reach out your hands. Call unto God in the name of Jesus. Come on, reach out your hands and call unto God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All across this building, go ahead right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, you're free in Jesus. You're free in Jesus. Lift up your hands and praise the Lord. Lift up your hands and praise the Lord. Come on, lift up your hands and praise His name. Worship His holy name. Worship His holy name. Come on, lift up your hands and praise Him right now. Magnify Him, exalt Him, extol Him, glorify Him, lift up His name. His name is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah, He is high above all things. He is the most high God. He is the high and the lofty one. Come on and praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. These are the wooded areas. You're passing over into Beth Haven. You're passing over into another battle. You've been engaged in serious battles. 2020 has been a series of one battle after another. When one battle seems to be somewhat manageable, another battle flares up. When one battle seems to be somewhat understood, something more confusing comes into play. Come on, Jonathan. You're going to win the next battle too. You're going to win the next battle too. Just get a little honey right now. Come on, dip your hand down into the presence of God and be nourished and refreshed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, dip your hand down into the glory of God. Dip your hand down into the commandment of the Lord. Dip your hand down into the goodness of God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. All across this house, as we sing unto the Lord, just lift up your hands. And let the Lord minister to you. Let the Lord minister to you.
worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Jesus. Come on, lift up your lift up your hands unto Him again. Lift up your praise unto Him again. Hallelujah! 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 Come on, as you go throughout this week, look for honey. Look for the honey. Hallelujah! Look for the presence of the Lord. Seek His face everywhere you go. Seek His presence. Seek His word. Let Him reach to your heart. Let Him minister to you. Let him feed you and enlighten your eyes in the name of Jesus. If you need to go today, please feel free to go in Jesus' name. If you want to stay in worship a while, continue to do that. God bless you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. To